The scripture reading today is from John 14. We're going to do starting um, with verse 22 instead of 23. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the words that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The word of the God of God. Thank you. Thank you. A great idea in verse twenty-three. We will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who loves Jesus and keeps Jesus' word. Notice the question in verse twenty-two. How is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? One of the disciples asks him, how is it that we'll be the special ones singled out? And Jesus' answer really says, um, you won't be singling people out. People will single themselves out. It's not up to us to judge who's in and who's out. It's up to us to help get as many people in as possible. That's our job, and that's our plan, to share God's word and to keep it going forward. Imagine, if you would, being called to a deathbed, a soon-to-be deathbed, a hospice bed, of someone you've met once before. And cumulatively, you've known the woman for maybe half an hour. She's old and she's spent. She lived within spitting distance of the same community your whole life, but you'd never met her before this time. And she's near the end. Never been a churchgoer, never been a Bible reader, probably couldn't recite the Lord's Prayer. Do you know that's the great test for pastors at funerals? If they can't say the Lord's Prayer, you know you're in trouble. never been a follower, a believer, or even a listener to the word. But here at the end, and she says to you, tell me about Jesus. What do you say? This woman's number of breaths are numbered. She's only got so many breaths left. She's only got so many thoughts left in her head, and she doesn't spend all her time lucid. But here at the end, she wants to know about Jesus. What do you say? Do you start out with the Old Testament and the prophets that be who said one would come who would be a suffering servant? Do you, do you start out with something to do with the number of angels that can dance on the head of a pin or... Or do you start where that person is? Do you start with someone at the end of her life who's thinking, 
maybe I missed something crucial. Maybe I missed something that's all important. And maybe I don't want to die without knowing about it. So in that case, what you do is you take a withered little hand with the raised blue veins and the age spots that are so many that they outnumber the white skin, a cold hand, and you say to her, perhaps Jesus is God's way of showing all of us how loved we are. Maybe you go from there and say, Jesus is the one God sent to show us how to be good and live decent lives. Jesus, Jesus is the key to it all. And all it takes is asking and wanting to know. And Jesus takes care of the rest. Probably one of my best moments in ministry sitting and talking to a woman who at the end decided, I really think there's something I've missed. Come live with me. That's what we should be saying to God. And that's what Jesus says in our reading today. The one who loved me will come and live with him. What a cool idea that is. You don't have to clear out the spare room. You don't have to set an extra place at the table. God and Jesus will just camp out with you through your ups and downs, your ins and outs, your finest hours, and your darkest nights of the soul. And it's all it takes is wanting it. Is wanting it. First, we listen. We listen to other people's stories of Jesus in, our, in their lives, of, of the ways that it's made a difference, their faith has made a difference in their lives. Then, crucial, crucial, we look for ourselves. We look and see what makes sense to us and, and how, how God might be talking to us in a language we have with God. We look, and in the looking, seek and ye shall find, he says. Seek and you will find me. After we seek, sure enough, Jesus shows up in any number of forms. It could be the form of a fairly confounded young pastor sitting at your deathbed with you. But once we've looked, Jesus shows up. Then we learn. We learn the simple truth. We learn the simple truth that God is a reality. You know, all this, this is a tool. This, 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 this is a tool. God is a reality. And, and churches and scripture and Sunday school lessons are not it. They are not the be-all and end-all. They are the finger pointing toward the be-all and end-all. God is real. God is love. God is the creator of the universe and God is swimming through it now. And Jesus pointed it out to us over and over again. We learn that and then we change the way we live. And then we fall out of the tree, as the kids said. Because we are not perfect and we can't maintain perfection. We fall out of the tree and we wake up on the ground bruised and beaten, possibly from what we did to ourselves or possibly from what others did to us. We shake our heads, we look at that first limb 
and we listen again, and we look again, and we learn again, and we live again. Repeat as necessary. And all that it takes at the beginning is for us to ask. So, you can stop right there and know you're safe. You can stop right there. Okay, I'm in. That's good. All right, that's what it's all about, right? No, no, no. We don't stop right there. We go out and we tell other people. Because there are people out there listening. And they won't know to look for themselves if we don't tell our stories. This is how Jesus comes and lives with you. Comes part of your everyday life. And so you can talk about it. I, I remember in South Carolina having friends that would talk about Jesus like they just had breakfast with him. Like they were on their way to see him now. Like he was riding shotgun in the car with them. And those are the people that led me to look and learn and live. And so, come live with me, we say to God, so we can be one of those sorts of people. One of those sorts of people that others will listen to and be inspired to live a better life. It'll convert all of our hardship to something meaningful. Those of us who have been through cancer or divorce or heartache or, or death or any number of things, Jesus will help fashion that into a story that will inspire people so deeply. As they say in addiction programs, the very best addiction counselor is someone who's been through it themselves. The very best faith counselor is someone who's had long dark nights of the soul themselves. Come live with me. Come live with me. I'd like to pray now. I'm going to pray myself for me. And I ask you if you want to, to do the same. I'm going to bow my head. I'm going to take a deep breath. And I'm going to say out loud to God, come live with me. Come live with me. Amen.